Hey everybody and welcome to the Curiosity Network podcast. I am your host Saksham and today in this series we're talking about Apollo 4. So uh, this Apollo series is going to be me only but don't worry Mayher will be back soon. But soon I mean anywhere from a couple of weeks or maybe even a single week or even maybe even a couple of months. In other words he's very busy and does not give a shit about the podcast moving on we, you might be wondering where apollo 2 and 3 are well those were unmanned testing missions to see how the different technologies specifically the hydrogen uh, modules would behave in orbit so nothing interesting really happened that was put out into the media or even if it did happen it stayed in nasa the the apollo 2 and 3 were kept private in NASA and I could find about two videos and three articles and they barely even talked about what really happened they just talked about the code names they used to refer to Apollo 2 and 3 and if you didn't already know Apollo 2 and 3 were giving these names like Apollo 2 was called AS2 I think uh okay yeah finally let's start with Apollo 4 this was also an unmanned mission to test a load of stuff like uh, one of the main structure structural integrity they want to find out the lunar module and the other stuff one of uh parts of the spacecraft would uh, hold up to the high stress that was going to be exerted on them during the actual manned missions they also want to see if the rockets were compatible with the spacecraft and the different technology they were going to fit in together and see if it's uh, and also their integrity if anything would not fit or cause a clearance issue so they wanted to check that out as well which uh, leads up us to the next thing they want to test the heat shield uh would it be able to hold up to all the abuse that was that it was going to experience during the launch and reentry to protect the spacecraft talking about reentry they want to see and test out the reentry options they had the pitch the yaw of the rocket the positions and other stuff the stage separation of the rocket and boosters uh and such were also needed to be tested subsystems of the rocket and uh, also the emergency detection system and the mission support all that's just to name a few they were trying to maximize efficiency because um let's see here money is not unlimited so they were trying to test out a bunch of stuff during this mission now time for launch they used the good old saturn 5 because the starship or the sls wasn't invent- invented back then Also because at that time the Saturn V was the best heavyweight rocket in the market in terms of its weight capacity and that record was recently broken I think by the Starship so this is what I think uh wait this is a, this is all just uh in what I have read from what I've read online or what I've heard of in YouTube videos so the SLS was created which broke the Saturn V's record and then the Starship was developed and it broke the Saturn V record I'm very confused on that I'll have to do research so uh let's get to our launch here at exactly 7 a.m eastern time the Saturn V's engines ignited and it went off after 2 minutes and 32 seconds the first stage separated from the aircraft 
And sometime later, the interstage structure, which was basically like this ring between the rest of the ship and the booster, disconnected. This was a huge relief for the scientists as the clearance between the boosters and the ship was very, very close, so there was a high chance it could have gone wrong. Then the second stage lit up and performed good. Uh, it burned for six minutes and then separated almost exactly as planned. And then the third stage ignited, and by this time, Apollo 4 was in a circular Earth orbit which would remain in for like three hours. So now it was in space, uh, low Earth orbit, I think. Now that it was in space, the flight controllers had to prepare for a re-ignition of the third stage. Then everybody's heart sank for a moment. Data showed that the rocket's valve hadn't closed properly, thus they couldn't reignite. And they quickly reverse, re revised and initiated the ignition sequence, which worked. So they basically kind of reset the rocket, is what they did from my understanding. They reset it as part of the reignition system. Now, the third stage is fired <laughs> uh, right on schedule. And the ignition that propelled Apollo into, and that was the ignition that uh, propelled Apollo into an elliptical orbit, which basically means an oval orbit around the Earth. So instead of a circular, it was now basically like an egg-shaped orbit around the Earth. So five minutes and 25 seconds later, the third stage also shut down, and the and it also separated. A few seconds later, the spacecraft's own ignition system ignited and burned for a total of 16 seconds. And here is when it's reached its peak altitude of 17,703 kilometers. It started it, its descent after a little while, while the spacecraft propulsion system also ignited, boosting it down into Earth again. But this time it burned for four and a half minutes, not 16 seconds. Then after it was done burning, the spacecraft's own ignition system also separated away from the module, which was adjusted via these little adjustment engines and for the heat shield to face the atmosphere. Then it started its descent into the atmosphere and af after a little while, uh, less than a three, and after a little while, the less than three inch thick uh, shield reached the temperature of 5,000 degrees Celsius, but the temperature inside the command module never exceeded 70 degrees, which shows us how effective these little heat shields are. They're not being more than, you know, not just being three inches thick, it uh, blocked what, four thousand nine hundred and uh four thousand nine hundred and thirty degrees celsius being three inch thick but here's the thing about re-entry they followed this really weird what they would call a roller coaster pattern a re-entry pattern it would start to enter the atmosphere and start to get hot because of the friction from the air and then it would climb back up into space and then enter the atmosphere again, heating up a second time. But this time, finally, it would enter the Earth's atmosphere. Then it touched down in water in the Pacific Ocean and was picked up by the U.S. Navy carrier USS Bennington. And that concludes the Apollo 4 unmanned mission. I would like to thank all the people involved in this mission or any other Apollo missions for making such a dream a reality and helping us learn about space stuff. So that wraps up our podcast for today. I will see you all next time. Maybe even Mayher will see you all the next episode. We've got a couple of scripts ready. I'm just waiting for his response to the message. All right. I will see you in the next one. Bye bye.